podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday, episode 866. Today, we're going to just pull that curtain back one more time this week, and then we got a bunch of interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, pulling that curtain back and letting you see what a one-on-one call looks like or listen or you can listen to um, with Mark and just kind of talking about what we do in the teachhoops.com community. If you get stuck, I am here. I'm a phone call away. I'm an email away. Um, I think that's what makes us different than any of the other ones on the market right now. So come over and check us out at teachhoops.com. Also go over and check out the great people at Dr. Dish. You know, if you have an old machine, you want to trade it in, they'll, they'll, they'll take a trade in. They'll work with you in financing. They're just a great company. Go over and check it out. Mention Coach Unplugged. They'll give you $350 off. All right, let's head off to the podcast. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Oh, nice background. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we went to my uh, farm a couple of weeks ago. I, I've been messing around with the virtual reality a little bit. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, I'll just uh, rip right into it. Okay, okay, go ahead. Yep. Um, so, one of the questions I had is I remember you talking about playing like the Grinnell system and someone that's like putting a lot of pressure and trying to slow things down. Um, my kid uh, was playing a, a club tournament last weekend. His coach was telling him to try to slow the ball down, but everybody was putting f- pressure, man-to-man, closing all the lanes. So how do you slow it down when no one's, you know what I'm saying, when there's really nobody to pass to? So uh, I, I'm not sure I totally understand it. So you're saying how do you slow it down when someone's pushing it really fast? How do you slow it down? Uh, say someone's playing man-to-man okay. pressure. Half okay, court. they're they're picking up full court and pressing me. Oh, okay, even half court. Let's say half court. Okay, and so I'm trying to slow. I want to slow the ball down, but every they're putting pressure on me. They're not playing pack line. They're trying to deny the lane, so I can't really kick it to someone else. How do I slow things? You got a lot of back, lot of back cuts, and the thing is, we'll take layups. So if they're overplaying, it's not like we're not going to shoot. Just, um, just attack the rim. It's yeah, just, you got to attack the rim, and you got to like. When people deny up real high, then you got a backdoor cut. Like you got to cut, like you got to fake, like you're getting. And you, that's when those cuts will be there, um, okay. because there's no pack line, so no one's there protecting in the middle. Okay. So that sol- that will solve ninety five percent of your problems, I think. Great, okay. I want you to do that because then we'll just, it, you know, you did not, you. So let's say the ball is at the top of the key. I'm trying to, I, I got a new monitor, so I'm trying to figure out. So uh, I'm looking all over the place. So anyway, the ball's at the top of the key and you're denying the wing over here. The, all this guy, all this wing has to do is kind of take, all he has to do is kind of look at him, fake this way and then backdoor cut. If there's no helpline, you're going to be wide open. Okay. So lot, lots of cuts like that will, will help a lot against teams that are pressuring. Are, they, okay. are you talking about doubling or pressuring? Just more pressure, just man-to-man pressure. Yeah, so then you just – what depends on what you're running offensively, but if you're, you know, if you're just running like a motion, you got a, a lot of cuts, a lot of screens, a lot of slips, you know, you know, don't always come off the screen but slip. I tell the guys find open space, like okay. cut to open space. Um, okay. Because then, yeah, and, and how do you do that? You got to practice it, first of all. That's the hard part with like summer stuff. You got to practice it. Um, and they got to feel what it's like to get pressured because what happens is they want you to turn it over 
and they want to go in the other direction is my guess right right so yeah. treat like someone's pressing you full court and if if i got a layup i'm just I, i'm, I'm just, taking I, a layup i'm not like trying to take time off the clock right um, okay. so it I is just, it is yeah. hard to slow it down it, to slow the pace down if they're putting that much pressure on you yeah and you can do that like i can try it's like and the thing is you got to practice it so that's where it's like if you're doing it with your team put the clock up and let 30 seconds put 30 seconds i do this all the time in practice and I'll, I'll even put six defenders. And I'll say, all right, you got to get from 30 to zero. Like you win if you, the ball get, if you, if you can get it down to zero and the other team has to, I use it as a conditioning thing a little bit too. Um, Cause you got to kind of get the feel of what is it? It's almost like playing hot potato. If you're trying to run clock. Okay. You know, if it's the first half, you're not doing that. You're going to attack them and then try to score on them. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, so the other thing is I really wanted to implement kind of your terminology, uh, red light, green light, uh, yellow light for my, for my shooters. Yep. So I mean, how do you start this season off? So if, if I just look at all my stats from last year, I had three people that I gave the green light, I would give the green light to, one of them's gone. So I have two coming. Yep. And then I have other people, the other three starters would probably be yellow light shooters. So do you start, uh, do you, right, first no, I, I'll do, I'll, well, that's what you got to figure out. I got to go back and look what, I don't remember what I did last season as far as green light goes and, and yellow, but um, I don't remember what our cutoffs were. I'd have to ask my assistants, but I said, I said it before the first game, before even the, basically any time in the season, if they think they should go from one light to another, then they got to, there's a threshold they got to do in front of me at the end of practice, like okay. 25 threes in two and a half minutes, whatever you decide you want to set the bar to be. Um, there's a standard. And then obviously you can earn the right not to have to do that standard. If you're shooting like 60% from three, it's like, well, you got the green light, you're open, shoot it. Um, okay. So I don't remember. I'll, I'll see if I can figure out, I'll remember what those, I'll write myself a note and figure out if I can figure out the standards, but I basically refer to them as standards. It's like passing your driver's test. <laughs> if you want to go from yellow to green, then you got to do this. Like, and until you prove that you can do it, then you're still at yellow. Um, so it's that standard, whatever that standard is you've set. And it, it can be, it's obviously different from an eighth grade team than a high school varsity team. But um that's what you got to figure out what your standard, you know, two minutes, how many threes, what's your shooting, you know, you shoot 23s, how many should you make? Whatever it is, your standard you want to be, um, that's what you got to figure out. And I use practice and I use scrimmage before the season starts. Okay. So, so you basically give everybody a clean slate to start the year off. Yeah, because I don't know how much they've worked on it and how much right. they haven't worked on it. Now. I'm saying I, I tell them I'm giving them all a green standard. You know we we all know who number 15 on our team is. Right. You know, they're not going to have a green light. But, you know, go ahead. You go make, you know, 15 out of 23s, then we can have a discussion, you know. But they're not going to hit that, so it doesn't really matter. Right. So there could be just a shooting drill that I do every day, and then at certain times I might just track it and let me see how well you're shooting the ball. Yep. And then as the season goes on, if their stats are not matching and then, up. And then that's what I tell them. I said, this is that we don't have stats right now. So it's all like I, and that's a, that's a great way of putting it. Here's our clean slates. You know, you show me that you can shoot and I'll let you shoot. And then, you know, as you, it's the stats teacher in me, then as you get more data, you can make better observations. 
And it's like, well, and I've had these discussions halfway through the season. Like you had a green light. Now you're at a red light. And he, and then I'll show him the stat sheet. Like you haven't hit a three in 17 attempts, you know, (laughs) this doesn't lie. So it's like, they can't argue with the stats from the games. Um, but we, but you don't really have those to start with. And I don't really want to box a kid in and say, you can't shoot. But if I do some standards beforehand and they say, look in practice, then they'll say, well, I can. I go, well, all right. Then Tuesday after practice, we'll sit in there and I'll give you 10 minutes and let's show me, you know, and I guess one of his friends a rebound for him. Okay, perfect. No, that, that's a good way to start. So to follow up on that is I have um, – like I have one kid that might be playing this year that really is not a dribbler or a shooter. He's just a, a track guy, super crazy fast athlete. Um, for someone like that, he's a defender. Would, you put it, you're going to put him on the best player on the other team. So how do you, um, how do you have that conversation with the kid basically saying in a competitive game, I, I don't I only want you to shoot layup. That's it. Or do you just tell him that? You just <laughs> don't sugarcoat it. So, so just tell them like in a certain, so if it's a game, maybe it's a game that's not really that competitive say, Hey, I'm going to give you the, the yellow light. You see some shots, you make it. But if it's a tough game before I put them in, just and be honest, be honest. Yeah. It's like, I know this isn't your sport. Like, right. He's a track. The person's uh, yeah, a track, track person. Right. Right. So you, you have like, I've had NFL guys. They knew that wasn't their sport. Football was their sport. So I had, you have to have that difficult conversation. It's not even that difficult. It's like I remember sitting with him and saying, this is not your sport. I realize that. You haven't spent hours and hours in the gym shooting like Johnny has or what Sally has. So let's talk about what you can do and what you can't do. You're going to be the best defender in the entire state, and here's how you're going to do it. And and no one's and all these great players, like you're going to be the guy guarding LeBron. You're going to be the guy guarding Giannis you know that's what your job is and then we'll then I talk about the offensive part so you got to give them a badge of honor like you are going to stop the best player on the other team every game and that's your that's your benchmark like how many points do they score that's what you got to do not how many points you score how many points they score you got to kind of feed their because then then they'll take it personally like that kid just scored 10 points on me whoa you know kind of thing yeah. Uh, so just to add on the same conversation is I have some other backup players who um, all they can really do is, is spot shoot and shoot threes. They don't have the ability to take it to the hoop or anything else. Yep. Uh, would these be, as far as practice goes, it's kind of a two-part question. First of all, if they're in the game, what's the best way to, to kind of hide them if I need to? Um, and then also defensively or offensively defensively I'm not worried about offenses but but defensively I mean should you what's your philosophy on people that really can't guard just a foul anytime someone comes in the lane or don't give them any you know like I mean your fouling total is going to go up pretty quick you're going to be getting into the bonus but I mean is there a way you can hide people like that or am I just (laughs) it's it's hard to (laughs) it's hard to hide them zone you can run some zone and hide them in the zone a little bit um Yeah, that's hard to hide them. I wish I had a better answer than that. Well, but I guess I'm going to follow up then for practice. If you really only see them as being able to shoot threes, uh, in practice, would you just have them shoot threes? Yep. Or would you have them- I, whatever they're going to do in a game, have them do that. Like, you can't, that's not your job. Your job is okay. to shoot threes. Your job is to make 60% of them. Your job is to hit three a game when you're open. Your job, this is your job. 
you know, the mailman's job is to bring the mail, put it in my mailbox every day. This is your job. Here's what you have to do. If you want to play, you know, a lot okay. more minutes than not play, you know, kind of thing. Okay. So, yeah. so maybe even the drills do some other 15 footers. And the thing is you want to still work on their skill sets. Cause at some point they might have to make some free throws or might have to attack the rim. That that's not that that's the discussion you got to have too. It's like I'm I want to work on your skills, but for right now, here's where you are. Like I'm not putting you in calculus when you should be in algebra. Like you're a three point shooter. That's where you are. Let's work so eventually, maybe by the end of the season, you can do some of these other things effectively. That's what that's the discussion I have. Okay. Yeah, I just I know what I want to say. I'm just trying to figure the best way to package. Yeah. uh, Trust me, with guys blunt just (laughs) i mean you tell them it's a difficult this is going to be a difficult conversation i'm going to be honest with you do you want me to be honest with you or do you want me to not and they're all going to say i want you to be honest with me and i go oh that's what you you just got to be brutally honest like and and tell them i'm not trying to be mean i'm trying to be like i'm trying to put you in the best light for you um yeah okay that's good. All right, so I wanted to ask you a couple of things. Uh, we just run a basic ball screen, which All right, I can't see that. I can't see that. I can. You got to turn off your back screen. Oh, uh, uh, there you go, right there. Uh, no, nope, now, now, now I have a cow. Yeah, I can't see it. Good. Uh, hold on, just, uh, I'm not that. And, and I don't. Know, that's weird because it's usually a yellow screen or a blue. Screen. Uh, all right, let me just ask you this. Yeah, you can just so ask. Me. I just showed a basic ball screen offense where uh, you're at the top of the key, um, you throw it, say, to the left, and then you feel to the right. Okay. And then you just run a ball screen on that side, you know, back and forth and so forth. Uh, the problem is, is that once you throw it to the person on one side, they're running a pick and roll. So there's two people on that one side, and there's three on the other side. Uh, your other three players, maybe they're spotting up on the three-point line. The problem I noticed last year is it seemed like they had two defenders that could guard all three of my guys to help off with pack. They can. You got to skip it. You got to send it back to those three guys. Well, my question was, is if I change it this year and instead of the guy running to the opposite side, if I pass it to the right, if this guy goes to the right corner. Yeah, he loops through and goes to the same side corner. That would work. Is that better set? So you've got you've yeah. I mean, they got an initial look there too because he's cutting it. They're gonna they're gonna and then I would tell him to get as wide as possible once he gets out. Like right, yeah. So they can run their two man game. Right, Um, you can kick it, and then that means you got two guys. Right, and if one of them drives, they know they got that release in the same side corner. Yeah, I like that. I like that. All right, so that's going to be a little bit of change because we've run it exactly the other way. Yeah, draw that up and let me look at it. But I think what we're talking about is what I'm saying. Yeah, he kind of goes through same side corner. I always yeah. like having a guy in the same side corner, but they right. got they'll start creeping in. You want to keep them really wide. Keep them really wide in the deep corner. Okay. Yep. Okay. Good. That, okay. That's, that's helpful. Um, one. I got like two minutes. One more. Um, yep. Two minutes. Two more. Well, last question is. Um, when you're when you're playing zone and you're guarding someone, how do you teach them the difference? Like when you're guarding someone, man, like you, you're jumping to their um, strong side, trying to make them go to the weak side. You're kind of moving. You're coming out. You're coming forward. You're kind of trying to um, defensively keep them off balance. Right. But when you're playing the zone, how do you teach the kids? Do you teach them to the, the guard the kid exactly the same if it's a matchup zone as you would? At- I do. I do. And I, and I make every, when you're playing a matchup, I make them call who they're guarding. Okay. Like, 
they got to communicate. I got 12. I got 15. I got ball, ball, ball. I got ball. I got ball. So everyone knows who everyone has because that's the one thing with man is everyone always knows who they have. So there's a sense of responsibility. You got to make the same thing with a matchup. Everyone's got to be calling who they got. You got to practice it too. Yeah. So you're playing the guy, man, just like you would. Basically the same idea. You better be guarding somebody. I can guard air and I'm old. Like, why are you guarding? Who are you guarding? Like, there'll be guys that sometimes in a matchup will be standing there. And there's no one within 10 feet of them. They're like social distancing. I can't wait till we start practicing again. I talk social distancing because it's like <laughs> half of them do that. They get 12 feet away. It's like, what are you, who are you guarding? Like, guard somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then you would just guard them the same principles of man. If they're a shooter, you get up on them. Otherwise, you lay off. Okay. Because I just, that's the way I noticed this summer when we had a, a few games is that the kids play zone different they they do they think they think they get the rest they gotta guard somebody that's a great film session thing too that's a great film session thing like stop it pause it and say who are you guarding like so i'll go jim who are you guarding Devante, who are you guarding you know jaron who are you guarding so i'll go all the way down and it's like they'll tell me and it's like and eventually i'll get to somebody that's not guarding anybody like well okay why like everyone should always have somebody. Now they might be ten feet away, but and that's okay because they're a big guy and they can't shoot that. But who are you guarding? Like I always, I'm, and in practice, I'm having them call out names and I'm having them point. I got so and so, and then they, I don't make them do that in a game, but they get they get in the habit of doing it. So, awesome, all right, coach. thanks, Perfect. sir. All right, let me know. Yep, let me know if you have any other questions. All right, okay. see ya. Bye. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. If you want to support us, you want to help us get the lights on here at teachups.com, go over, join, 14-day free trial, and then stop the car, subscribe, like, Apple five-star review. That would be good. All right. Maybe. Have a good day. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.